Hello, I'm Heather Lockett, and this is Lasting Conversations. Kenya Brown is with us in the studio today, and she is a force of nature. I just love her. We have gotten to know each other at a local networking group, and she is a self-proclaimed appliantologist with True Pro Appliance Services. She's a mother of two boys. She was originally born in Jamaica, but raised in the States, and is a woman-owned business and all-around just yay. I love her. She's full of stories and full of inspiration. So hi, Kenya. Welcome. Thank you very much, Heather. And I must give it back to you. It has been a joy meeting you, speaking with you on a weekly basis, and hope to develop that relationship throughout. Thank you for having me. Beautiful, beautiful. Where would you like to start? We could start well, we'll get to your mom and your family in a minute, but what is an appliantologist? And you have the most amazing tagline too, so I want to get right to that. What does an appliantologist do? <laughs> Here at TruePro, um, basically we're in an industry where many people don't think of us until we are absolutely needed. Right. And that would be repairing the residential appliances in the home. The laundry appliances, washer and dryer, the kitchen, refrigerator, dishwasher, cooktop, microwave range. When it goes out, it's at the most inconvenient time of your life. Always. You need someone you can trust to come in, knowledgeable, not overcharge you or give you parts that you actually don't need, and take care of your situation. Unfortunately, sometimes, though... Due to supply chain issues or the parts just being disconnected, we're not always able to repair, but we actually take the extra step to let you know if it's now time to replace the unit. And that's just basically based on the age of the unit, what exactly the repair would actually entail, because we're also not trying to fill the landfills. So that's why at TruePro, we put the the reliance back in your appliance. That's fantastic. (laughs) Well, but that gets into a further conversation beyond... um, the nature of the business, it is the reliance. It is how you are showing up for yourself, your employees, your customers. So um, how would you describe your methodology and your passion? How did you get into the appliance appliance? How did I get into appliance How did you become an appliantologist? It was brought onto me. Mm -hmm. Um, So TruePro itself actually started out as a carpet cleaning business. Um, it is seasonal here in Florida, and unfortunately, there are times when there was literally like no business, but your bills are still consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, met a gentleman who introduced me and said, hey, you can actually make money doing appliance repairs. Um, we would then be doing the work for the third-party warranties, no advertisement needed, and he was able to do the work, so we worked out a lovely contract, and he would do the work. He was late to everything. Oh, Yes, late to everything. And I don't mean, Heather, a little late. If we said technician would be there between 8 and 12, 3 o'clock and he still wasn't there yet. Oh. That would have killed the entire business altogether, both on the appliance side and also on the carpet cleaning side. And he straightened up for a few months. And then one day he went MIA. We had a contract with warranty companies. We have customers who were scheduled. Needless to say, I was on a trip to New York. I literally had my event, came, drove right back, picked him up, and worked seven days a week with him. And we were doing three counties, Miami, Palm Beach, and Broward. Wow, that's a lot of ground I was only sleeping about 
three to four hours per night. Wow. I figured I'd be killing myself one way or the other, either in a car accident or just from exhaustion. And you have two boys that you were raising. I saw them that summer by text messages. Oh, That's how we knew we were both, all three alive. Right. Um, fortunately, they're great kids. So they lived through it. But I had to figure out quickly, what does he do? How do I get it done? So I taught myself. Mm-hmm. First with the fancy tool that we use called a multimeter. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I watched every YouTube video. I went to Home Depot. I played the blonde girl. And the Home Depot gentleman taught me everything I needed to know. I bought it. And I said, okay, which appliance looked to be the easiest? Not that it is, but it just looked to be the easiest. Yeah. And I started off repairing the ranges and then gradually over time until I was able to do all the appliances. Have no fear. I did go ahead and get my formal education. I did do that after, but it literally started with me teaching myself because as women, once we commit, we're committed. There's no turning back. There's no turning back. And that is now we're in year 10. Beautiful. And so you just ended up taking over the business? Correct. Nice. Nice. And what has been um, the best part of doing that for yourself as your own business owner? So it's really interesting because we're literally coming in like super women and men (laughs) with our capes because you're frantic. It's not working. You want it to work. Your customers. And we, we come in and get it fixed. Usually we try to get it fixed on the same day, if not within a few days. We're in, we've saved the day. I've had that experience and I haven't experienced your company yet, which is a good thing. I don't, I actually don't don't want to see see you you. in my house. (laughs) We don't want to see you either. (laughs) I will have coffee with you on a Tuesday all week, but I don't want to see you in my house. I completely understand. Unless it's one of my tea parties and that's a whole different thing. (laughs) You've come to one of my tea parties for sure. So, um, so then tell me about your boys and that family life. You have quite a history there because somehow it blends all together. How the you, boys. How, well, I think it's your own um, thriving and it's your own driving with a sense of humor too. So where did all of that come from? Your spice. Oh, the spice? Yeah. I Maybe must, that's three I, different uh, questions. Yeah, that is. So the spice in itself comes from family dynamics. Okay. I must give all the spice to both of my parents, Hyacinth and David Brown. Uh-huh. There are two characters who apparently gels together and formulated me. Uh, <laughs> now, I didn't give them as much trouble, or they don't think I gave them as much trouble. I probably did some troublesome things that they don't know about as of yet. Um, but with that, and you have to understand, being born in Jamaica, um, my father was always here working, and then my mother made the decision when I was 12 to officially move here. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I say that they kidnapped me and brought me here. Because you didn't want to leave your country. You're 12. You're 12. Right. You know everybody. Right. Everything is home. fine and okay. Mm-hmm. Correct. So they kidnapped me and my sister. <laughs> and They family napped you. If that's your terminology, <laughs> fine with me. Okay. Um, and it was adapting. Uh, one of the biggest things, like I'll tell people, is moving from Jamaica to here, for instance, had no clue about racism. Oh. At all. Period. Okay. So if you remember back in the 80s, forms had, I think it was Caucasian, black, other. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw that form, I had no clue right. what to do because we don't have that situation in Jamaica. At least at that time, we didn't have that situation. Right. And one of my best friends in Jamaica was 
quote, a Chinese Jamaican, which for me up until age of 12, I didn't even know he was Chinese. Mm -hmm. He was just Jamaican. So adapting there, having to overcome because kids will always be kids. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that are said and, you know, between what you're wearing, what you're saying and so forth caused me when I had my own children, it was more of, yes, I'm your mother. You'll always have to respect me, but we have a friendly bond. For instance, my older son, Jamal, he's now 23. He lives in Memphis as a diesel mechanic. And there are times to this day where we're on the phone like four or five hours, like a best friend type conversation. Mm -hmm. So it allowed them to feel free to speak to me about anything that they need to do, any decisions that they make, they need to do. I don't know where, which, what happened to them, but they certainly don't give any of the trouble that I fathomed to do when I was a child. So they have been fabulous and they have been working in the business since they were 10 years old. Um, so they understand it but I have them working outside the business because I need them to understand work outside of a family business before coming back in. You know, that's a really interesting point because a lot of family businesses um, that are legacy businesses, and there can be a lot of assumption that um, historically, well, my firstborn, my firstborn boy, especially where some of the women, I know another family business that she was frozen out because it, that cultural and that guy kind of a cowboy kind of mentality was it's only going to be the guys, but the he, the boy didn't want to do it. The daughter did. So that's part of a whole different story. Right. So here you are now being mindful to say, I've got these two young men, let's give them um, knowledge and know-how and yet not my family business. You do something else and then make your own choice. Did I hear that correctly? That is absolutely correct. Now, if I do need them to fill in or pick up parts or um, the older one does do appliance repairs in Memphis also. He maintains the website also. So they know of, and at any time that they need to come on back home, they'll be there. But you do need to understand when working with another business, co-workers um, situation is different. Even the way you treat your boss or they treat you is different as opposed to if it's your quote unquote mother. That's right. And so how to have family time when there's corporate or, or work time. Mm -hmm. And I think that can, that's a journey that's really, really hard. Um, and for couples as well, if you're going to be in a business with your spouse, if you're, you know, pillow on the end of the day and you're still talking business, oh, there can't be room hours. for a lot of things. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so what is it that inspires you, um, or frustrates you? So we're in 2023. Um, it's a different time. The actual appliances, you mentioned about supply chain issues, but the appliances themselves are a lot different than you push a button or turn a knob and it goes on. Now, do you find you have to be a, a computer mechanic? And we're going to also talk about having employees and having the relationship of that. Um, so it's one thing if you have your boys and you can have a kismet and you know right. your energy together and a certain level of conversation and you know when something's going to get done or not. So... Tell us about your joys and frustrations being in business these days and without names. Don't take prisoners. <laughs> don't take any prisoners, but joys. Yeah. Like I said, knowing that you're solving the situation. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I feel that my customer service rep is even like a therapist. Right. Because there's some conversations we have with customers that have absolutely nothing to do with the appliance, but they need to speak. They need to just let out whatever. They, they are happy to have somebody in the house. Correct. Okay. Um, one of my greatest joy 
is actually having a Google review from a person who has only reviewed twice or three times. Uh-huh. Because you know this is a person that doesn't typically review a company right. and took the time out. I don't care if it's just the five stars. You know, but they actually took that time to actually do the review. So that's always a nice tingle and joy because, you know, they don't review. You know, if they had 130 reviews, you're like, okay, they're just always reviewing everyone. So that's another joy. Frustrations always will be for any business owner. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the dynamics of the person who's coming in to work with you. The culture of Trupro is literally my philosophy. I need you happy. Not we're making you happy, but you literally wake up in the morning and the fact that you're awake should be joy enough because I tell people a lot did not wake up this morning and a lot will be permanently sleeping tonight. So the fact that you're up, everything else is literally a minor issue, Mm -hmm. can be resolved at some point in life. So I just need happy people, trustworthy people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, going into the home, you just mentioned it. Appliances have changed over the years. It used to be knobs primarily, which was tick, 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 and you're good. Now it's computerized to the point where manufacturers can sometimes resolve your issue on the phone with your app without you having to have someone to come to the home. So if someone comes in who's not knowledgeable of what they're doing and has a fear of researching the information or even questioning it, can just simply say to you, oh, you need to change the board. Mm-hmm. That could be another three, four hundred dollars, and now you've changed the board, and your problem is still there. So need to be trustworthy. Need to commit to education. My mother is in her fifty-second year of teaching, so my entire life is designed around teaching. So for us in the company, every Thursday morning from nine to ten thirty, we're in training. We'll get customers. Oh, he was only in my house for five minutes to diagnose the problem. Because we have spent many hours <laughs> because, before yeah. getting to your problem. Right. <laughs> Correct. Right. We come in with a know-how. Correct. Right. <laughs> well, and, you know, as an appliantologist, if it was going to be any other ologist, a surgeon or proctologist, any pigonologist, ophthalmologist, you appreciate that quick in and out. You don't want the 10-hour surgery. You want the, Coming do in. I even need the surgery? Correct. And that is because of the training involved. Yeah, do you want them to open you up and figure out where, what scalpel to use and when to use and keep you open on the table for hours? No. No. No, let's just do it mm-hmm. quick and simple. <laughs> quick and simple. So, all right, so let's go ahead to get to your mom because there's, there's a lot of spice there. And I know there, I can't remember the story, but you've got one and, or maybe quite a I few. I have a few. You have a few. So all hugs to all moms and all of... <laughs> what we my, bring to the table, but let's say what's so my going on. Mother is the fifth child out of eleven, right? And interestingly enough, they all held her to a high respectable level, even the ones that are older than her. And this is growing up in Jamaica. This is growing up okay. primarily in Jamaica, correct? Mm-hmm. And my mother is a giver, mm-hmm. all around one hundred percent. My customer service rep, um, Dafina. She laughs every time I tell people this because someone will compliment me. Oh, I like your outfit. And I'm like, you have to thank my mother because on a given day, I want to say about 90% of my clothing from jewelry on down to everything was purchased by my mother. She's a shopaholic (laughs) or a shop therapist or (laughs) something of the sort. But that's her thing. The pandemic was like, 
not really depressing, but when the malls closed. Oh, did yeah. that set her back? My sister and I were like, what is she going to do now? My mother's known in the Macy's store by name. <laughs> okay. My mother has brought them Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. Exactly. So, yeah. There's no way you can't just love her. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and she has the sarcastic humor side of me. Well, I figured you had to get that from somewhere. Both. Your, your spice. Yeah. So she has a more sarcastic part. My father is just full on jokes. Okay. And not just dad jokes either. So he's, <laughs> you know, so it's the combination of both. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. And she's an educator. Yeah. She's been teaching since she's 16 years old. Wow. Which is wild because her first class she taught in Jamaica, her students, I think, were like two or three years younger than her. Mm-hmm. So when she sees them now, it blows my mind. Because some, unfortunately, look a bit older than her, and they're still calling her Miss um, Bailey, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> right, but That's she... That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And has she just loved how you... Oh, do you have siblings, actually? I do. Okay. So, yeah, intriguing um, Caribbean family, as usual. On my mother's side, there is my oldest sister. She's in Wellington. And then on my father's side, there is... Uh, Six, six sisters and a brother, and then one that was deceased back in the 80s. Okay, all right. And so this whole family unit, or how you are now taking charge and doing this amazing thing, um, how do your parents feel about that? Is that what they, I hate to say groomed, but you know what I mean? So did, are they not surprised that you took a ball and My father had his own it? business. Okay. So that portion of it's, you know, somewhat... I remember my mother, she like probably keeps all the stories that I've ever written. Um, According to her, I think it was like third grade. My story was that I planned to marry Rich. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Journal over. Nothing else to the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I tell people now that I'm overqualified to be married. So that portion we have moved along the way. Um, No, I, I taught. I did. I'm a Jill of many trades. Okay. Um, teaching, I enjoyed the bureaucracy of teaching. I don't enjoy, Mm -hmm. um, but they probably had a feeling all along that somewhere along the lines, I would end up in that position. Mm -hmm. Now, when I first started out for my mother, because like I said, from school to her teaching, it has always been that type of career path. And she kind of wanted somewhat of a what is the career path? Because for her, she'll, I think to this day, sometimes she thinks I do nothing. Because if she calls me <laughs> in the middle of the day and I say I'm at home or I'm not at the office, she thinks you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of business owners find that with their parents who came from a traditional work setting. And when you're building your own business, the moment you say you're home, they just figure, oh, you do nothing all day. Can you come and do this? Can you come and do that? So we've had to set some nice little boundaries and so forth. And she's adapted. My father had his truck in business, so he understands completely how that portion goes. Nice. That's, that's just wonderful. Um, I think we were talking outside before we were coming in about um, just being a woman-owned business and perhaps even a woman of color, where your clients or your customers sometimes get surprised <laughs> that, oh, there's a girl about to... Um, you know, with her toolkit coming into my house. Do you have any funny stories about that? Um, funny or frustrating? I've, I've F- had funny or frustrating. So you 
interestingly enough, you'll still sometimes get the occasional look as they were expecting a male. Mm -hmm. I get past that because, again, knowledge is more important than what the person looks like. Right. But I was physically at a meeting once in Boca and my customer service rep called because the um, job was literally like three blocks away from where I was. Dressed, high heel shoes, but I did have my tool bag. I said, please inform the customer I am not in uniform, but I know what I'm doing. But you're showing up in high heels. Even I haven't seen you in those high heels yet. <laughs> that will be fun, fun, fun. So <laughs> I, he had the look of shock, but she did educate him. And I went in. It was something with his range and also with his refrigerator. I tended to the matter at hand. But it also prompted me to be like, if I could have my way, like the magic wand right now. Yeah. An all-female crew. Uh-huh. I don't know what the uniform would be like. I'm not sure if it would include the high heels, but all female crew. And we are just like the hooters of the industry. That's a goal. It's a mission working on finding them. That's really adorable. That's really adorable. So Kenya, what inspires you and what do you see for 23? What inspires me? Um, Making sure that my employees can survive, can live, um, you know, that's one of the biggest one for 2023. Primarily at the moment, we do just residential. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, my mother's in her 52nd year of teaching. So even to this day, it's hard for me to wrap my head around working on days when school is out. Because mm-hmm. I grew up with instantly knowing we were off every summer, off every holiday, no questions. Um, so we are family ran for that reason. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, we do not work on the weekends. It also has to do with, since the pandemic, our parts store is also closed on the weekends. So there's no need to come if we can't even assist you the way that we would want to. Um, but trying to see about now incorporating commercial appliances. But with commercial, the need is, like, the commercial business needs you before the item actually fails. Right. Because their equipment cannot be down. Period. You know, health reasons and so forth. Right. But trying to have that added in for this year is the goal. Like most business owners, though, employees are our situation at the moment. Mm -hmm. Finding them, keeping them, that's the biggest challenge. But we're working on it. I have faith that the one that's needed will come through the door when needed. That's right. And are you finding, um, I know there's a big call for vocation work. Um, Are you finding that there are local uh, certifications and educational centers for young people So the appliance repair industry is an unregulated industry. There is no governmental industry that regulates us Okay. in repairs. Now, Mm -hmm. there's, of course, in manufacturing, but not repairs. For that reason, primarily, the schools teach HVAC, plumbing, electrical. But not appliances. Correct. The thing that we all use everywhere. Every building has at least one. That's right. Correct. Not to mention a camper or... Yeah, Leah, not, not, let's not even go outside <laughs> the building. Yes, right. Correct. That's right. Um, and sometimes, the like you said, it's no longer just the appliance portion. We do need to have some electronics mm-hmm. portion because of the control boards. Right. We have, you can have a range that has eight different boards. In addition to electrical, knowledge is also needed. So for that reason putting it all together for someone with no training becomes 
somewhat difficult. Not mm-hmm. to mention on the general market, there's about 34 different brands. That's right. Appliances. To keep up. To keep up. Mm-hmm. Different That's models. That's be hard. Different versions. Yes. Yours look like his, but... It's they not the same. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of sprinkle on yours that his doesn't have. So things of that nature. There are schools throughout the country mm-hmm. that you can actually go to, which are wonderful schools. Um, I attended one and we, this, I've been in many industries from education to taxes, to cleaning, to so many different. I love the appliance industry. It's the one industry that you can go to a conference and they're not giving you just the snippet and then trying to sell you something. Oh. We share information thoroughly. Because you, you all have, you're all in the same boat. So we're boat. all in the same boat. All in the same boat. Like no one has a fear of sharing, whether it's pricing, how to do. I can call right now someone in Utah and they'll just give me the answer. No questions about it. So I love it. That's fantastic. That community, I always circle back to community. So the community, the synergy to understand that we are all on this together. You don't have to have a competition of, I mean, the salespeople, they're the salespeople, but when it comes down to it, everybody wants a refrigerator or their stove or having their appliances. And so that doesn't have to be a big deal. So the pandemic was an interesting one for us. I won't forget it because my son's birthday is March 12th. Oh, there you go. And, you know, he had plans to go skating with his friends. Yeah. And my sister and I were on the phone and we're like, I bet you I the school district so. is going to call right. and say that school is closed and they'll figure it out for spring break. And of course they the, did. At that time, we were scheduled out like two weeks in advance. If you right. had called us, we'd have to give you an appointment two weeks away. For your customers. By five o'clock that day, we had zero jobs. Right. So you went from two weeks filled to no one Um, at that point. And then, of course, technicians, you know, family situation, don't know what the outcome will be. Didn't want to work. You can't force them. So went down to zero technician. Wow. Now everybody is home using appliances a lot. All that cooking and eating and cooking and cleaning. And opening the refrigerator 15 times because you have kids at home now. (laughs) What do I do? Do I jump back in a vehicle and go back out on the road to actually do the repairs? And I made a conscious decision, no, because then I might be stuck. Would never hire anyone else again because I don't have the time to because I'm out doing that. And I just partnered with two other companies that have equal core values, trustworthy. And all we would say to the customers, one of our sister company will be there. And it worked out perfectly fine. That's great. And I... Like, I don't know if another industry that wouldn't want, you know, oh, my God, how are you giving your job to your competitor? They did not try to poach or take the customer at any single time. Just the community. Well, there you go. And see, that is, I call that business unusual, meaning that there is a new way that we can get together and have business work together, Mm -hmm. all for the sake of our fellow humans and our households and, and it can all work out. So that's fantastic. Kenya Brown, I'm so happy to be sharing the mic with you today. This is a lot of fun. It is. It is. You have a part many. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, this, thank you for listening, everybody. Be, please be sure to like, follow, review, and share this podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, send emails to podcasts at lastingconversations.com and follow us on Facebook. This is Lasting Conversations. We get to the heart of everything. <laughs>